Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Collider Games podcast. My name is Dennis Din, and I'm here with, uh, from South Africa, Joshua Veyers. And also join us, uh, also in the same city, but in a different place. Uh, okay. What's up, guys? It's your boy, Dorian. Yeah, uh, we're having a lot of crazy earthquakes uh, yeah. recently, <laughs> and protests, and COVID-19, and all that good stuff. It's a fun time around here. Yeah, People don't know how but to wear luckily, a mask. Luckily, we we have video games to uh, keep us occupied during this this time. Um, all right, uh, not a lot of huge huge news this week, but there's a lot of fun stuff uh, that we've been playing and that we're going to play. So let's start off with kind of on the back of last week of the Xbox Series X game showcase that we saw that kind of got a lukewarm reception. I think in general, if you go on you know, on Twitter or online, like, you know, and this is, it's funny because we, we posted those videos, me and Doreen and also the podcast and you had people going, you guys are biased. I'm like, how am I biased? I'm, I'm like team Xbox. Like I've been Xbox most of my life, like, or most of Xbox's life. So how can I be biased against, uh, Microsoft and team? If, If someone looked at all the Microsoft stuff I owned, they would be like, oh, man, this guy's like a Microsoft fanboy or whatever. So I don't know how I'm biased against Xbox. Don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, I've been like I've been saying we've been team Xbox since since I've gotten to Xbox. Uh, I've only like I've only said I've only gone back to a PlayStation when they have exclusive. Other than that, you can catch me on the Xbox. But, yeah, it was just like we said, how we feel about the 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 showcase and you know i'm i'm we're sticking to it and also like we we it's not like we didn't highlight some of the things that we also liked as well as like mm-hmm. the standout of it was game pass itself which i think is the the biggest takeaway of all of that was game pass so i'm very excited about that and hopefully like we said i'm cautiously optimistic about their showcase later on in the year with hopefully yeah. they they'll have some bigger reveals closer to the release yeah it sounds like they're going to have a uh either end of August or early September showcase. Cause they were talking about um, showing off some more, more stuff. Um, so one of the things is a lot of criticism, including ourselves. We talked about uh, the halo infinite demo that they showed. And a lot of rumors came up. I remember last week we talked about the rumor that the multiplayer wouldn't be ready, but then three, four, three came out and clarified, no, it would be, but now they're saying, uh, the campaign is going to support two player local split screen and four players online, which I think is fine in in this current stage Mm -hmm. uh, where, you know, most of the time people are not couch co-oping like they used to. And at most it probably is just one. Uh, Another thing is people asked about microtransactions. They said they will not be happy. I think they will have microtransactions, but they will not be. They said no money loot boxes. Um, yeah, and the reason why customization I, to yourself and everything. Yeah, I, I, the way, reason why I say it, I'm pretty sure there will be microtransactions is because now the next rumor is that they're going to be multiplayer is going to be free for Halo, like a Warzone, mm. like like a uh, a bunch of other games, you know, Apex, all that stuff. So that component may be a free to play platform. Uh Josh, 
What do you think about it possibly being free to play for Halo? Um, I mean, well, I, I looked and I look. I know we were all kind of saying last week that it would be a bad decision to launch without multiplayer, even though that yeah. that was we found out that that was like fake news or it's like mm-hmm. there was I, but we can i can see where like that fake news came from it, at the end of the day it's an issue of like they can't test they can't really test the multiplayer in the current uh, climate that we live in you know what i mean with a uh, mm-hmm. lockdown and the pandemic they said they specifically said it's, it's too difficult with everyone working from home with COVID 19 it's too difficult to work on a multiplayer aspect of the game they wouldn't even know how to test it or how to send out the tests uh so i can see that there is there's reason to why there would be a delay if there is a delay. I think it would be smart for them to have it as a standalone thing because by this, by the sounds of things, it, it seems to me at least that Halo Infinite is they're planning it to be like the uh, they're planning to be building on that game for a long time afterwards. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Building content onto that and building new things. So it would make sense for them to have their own standalone version of the game. I mean, I think people would like. I think people would like Halo as a games as a service thing. It's mind you me saying that i'm gonna get a lot of a lot of flack for from the actual fan base itself but um i mean it's one of those things where everything's changing every we're, we live in a world where everything changes every single day so it's like i don't know how this is how people are i don't know how it's going to affect people when it comes out i think uh, i think it'll be cool to see with regards to the couch co-op thing i'm i love that honestly mm-hmm. if it wasn't for halo 4 having a couch co-op i never would have played halo ever I was never a Halo fan. Never, it never appealed to me because I never had an Xbox. And then mm-hmm. I had a roommate one day who had an Xbox, and he loved Halo. We played Halo Four um, split screen co op, and I loved it. And I got into the I got into the game just because of the couch co op aspect because mm-hmm. a friend pulled me into the game. So I think that's always that's a good thing. Uh, I love any. Not a lot of games do couch co op. Let alone a lot of games don't even let you do a co op campaign. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's I, I love that. That's a huge bonus in my eyes. One of the things we spoke about, one of the things I said last week, and I couldn't really find a good word or like sentence to describe it as to how I felt about the graphics in the game. Mm-hmm. And someone actually pointed it out to me that because I, I've watched, I actually watched that trailer a few times again afterwards. And I was like, it does look crisp. But why does it feel like the graphics are lacking? And it's because it's a very simplistic design. Like people were saying that a lot of it feels a bit flat. And, yeah. But it, everything, everything about it does scream original Halo. Like you watch that trailer and it, it's a Halo game. It doesn't feel like it's maybe 2020 graphics, but if they really got like the feeling of the original series, I think. Um, and I kind of like the simplistic design. It grows on you after a while. It's a lot easier on the eyes. And when you're playing these like FPS, FPS games that are very like very intense, it can just be too jarring sometimes to see so much detail and so much color. And I don't know. Sometimes it's nice to have like a more simplistic, streamlined approach to it if you're going to be playing a game for hours. You know? Um, yeah. Oh yeah. And I read that. Um, the grapple hook, because that was that was something else I was going to think is how is the grapple hook, how is the grapple hook going to work in a multiplayer? But they're thinking of having it as like a, a an item you can just pick up in game, you know, mm-hmm. and use it in like certain situations. Yeah, be, like a jetpack, like the jetpack from before. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm wondering though that this design choice that they have, if it's the right decision, because there's just so much backlash on it. Because I I also read like. Yeah, it's like the aesthetic they wanted to achieve. They wanted to go back to the original Halo look, but it does look a little flat. Some of the textures, you know, aren't as, you know, detailed. Uh, you you look at the sky, it's just kind of pretty plain, yeah. you know. So who knows? I mean, as far as the free-to-play multiplayer, you know, this was kind of leaked out from some retailers saying that Halo Infinite was listed as saying that the uh, Free-to-play multiplayer experience, enjoy up to 120 FPS and greatly reduce load times. So it's like one of those things where, I don't know, it sounds like it sounds like that's what's really happening. I don't know about the 120 FPS. Well, it says enjoy up to, up to 120 FPS, so who knows? Well, hopefully it will be a separate thing, though. Because like I said, my biggest complaint with Warzone is the fact that I get the, the Call of Duty updates with it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So hopefully it will be a completely separate, not tied to the main game thing. If that's what, if that's something that they want to do, then uh, yeah. yeah, for the love of God, don't tie it to the actual game in, ter- in terms of like install size and downloads and update sizes. Uh, Dorian, what do you think about it? The multiplayer aspect 
possibly being free to play and also the the graphics so i'm kind of i'm i'm down for a multiplayer mode like i kind of what josh said i wouldn't i would be more excited about it if they made it its own thing because especially if it's free i think it'd be a good like kind of marketing tool to say like hey if you're interested in halo if you haven't like if you haven't had the opportunity to actually experience it before, here's your chance now. And then with all the Halo franchises being or all the games being on Game Pass, it would be an easy way to segue them into like becoming more of a fan and then get them into the Halo franchise. So I'm definitely down for it because I, I, I love the multiplayer and I thought like for other games like example like Titanfall, I love the multiplayer and then it made me want to actually jump into the story. So if we you could you could kind of get more fans like that. So I think it's an exciting move. As far as graphics, like I said when we uh when we talked about it last week i just find it interesting that i've like recently just played halo reach on the 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 pc and the graphics are looking fine i i think their quality for when it was made but when i watched the trailer compared to what i was seeing in reach i didn't see that big of a difference so like for me i'm i'm like a newer fan so i don't really care like i'm i'm fine with it not having the like looking as super sharp or as crystal, but like I could imagine, like for somebody who's already played these games, then jumping into like waiting for this new one, expecting like higher quality graphics, I could see what they're like, how they might be a little bit disappointed with how it's coming out. Yeah, I, I read somewhere, and I'm not sure if it's 100% confirmed that what they did was for the Halo demo gameplay footage that it was actually a PC running it, but it was a PC running it with uh, Xbox Series X specs. You know, mm. so they. Yeah. I mean, I was that, that was one of the other th- that was one of the things I was thinking as a PC gamer is that because this game will be released on PC as well at the end of the year, and, yeah. and when you do go with more simplistic um, designs like this, you will get a higher FPS, and it oh, is yeah, a game. For sure. It it becomes a lot more available to people with like lower end machines, so that is always a nice aspect to it. You know what I mean? Especially if you. Uh, if you take gaming seriously, you always want that higher refresh rate, that higher FPS. So that is, it's nice in that, in that aspect too. And from what they were saying is that if you've never played Halo before, you can just jump in right away with this one. Like it doesn't matter if you've played any of the previous ones or like, but if you do know the lore, you will be rewarded for knowing the lore. You'll get little, like I'm sure like little Easter eggs and things you'll enjoy. But I think it's good that they're approaching this from a point of like having a whole new fan base you know what I mean? A whole new market of people because the mm-hmm. game is really old and it's one of those games where uh, same. I think it's the same issue with like Gears of War where you're not really bringing in new fans. You know, you're still mm-hmm. just profiting off of the older fans. You're running a story, a narrative that's years old, which people love, but you're not going to be bringing in uh, younger people, you know. So whenever games do decide to do this whole, I, I wouldn't call it a reboot because it is it's following the events of Halo 5, but like doing this kind of like soft re- uh, reboot of the series where it's like we're going to bring in a whole bunch of new fans mm. it's a game that it's a game that anybody can play it doesn't matter if you've played the previous ones it's just it's a smart it's a smart choice i think okay all right uh let's move on to the next thing the next big game you know we just had ghost of tsushima uh come out the next big game that's coming out is marvel's avengers and that's actually going uh, into beta right now uh they're they released a gameplay overview for it. Uh, me and Dorian will we have it? We're gonna play it, and then we'll have some impressions next week for you mm-hmm. guys. Um, but yeah, if you watch just the gameplay overview, they kind of go into a lot of detail mm-hmm. about you know what people are gonna play in the beta, but also just in general giving a, a sense of direction of of what the game will be like. And it actually got me pretty excited just seeing you know the different things the multiple different things that you can do, whether it's customization of skill trees or costumes or outfits and, and also all the different missions, including the co-op missions, which are separate from the campaign missions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorian, uh, what do you think of this kind of gameplay overview? Dude, this is getting me more and more excited as we get closer to the release. Like I, Like we've said since E3, I've been just cautiously optimistic and as they've been releasing more footage as they've been releasing more content i've just been getting more and more hype because what we've seen to me looks amazing and what like the the story itself i'm really intrigued by but as you said from the gameplay overview and what we'll get to dive into is the beta it's just all the different options of what we'll be able to do in terms of missions in terms of who we'll get to play with and i'm really excited to to really jump into this co-op mode especially with how well the 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 graphics look so i'm definitely 
definitely like pumped to see what this beta can offer because this is now since we've seen this gameplay overview since we've been getting more and more hype for it this is now one of my most one of my most anticipated for the back half of the year coming up yeah josh um this is the first time i've actually been excited for the multiplayer of this game okay ever since ever since my first time seeing anything from this game i just kept thinking to myself i can't wait to play this as a single player game as a single player experience i can't wait for that um, it's nice to know that if I don't have a friend, I can play the co-op missions with an AI, mm-hmm. which, yeah. symbol, which can which can use one of the characters that I've already created. You know what I mean? Like in terms of skill tree customization, I believe that they just can use that character from what I was uh, gathering from that, which is cool. Um, one of the things that I noticed about this now that you could, now that I saw a lot of multiplayer in-game multiplayer action is that uh, some of the combat, per, each person's combat, does seem like it gets a bit repetitive. But mm-hmm. I think it's very. I think it's. I think people will be very forgiving because when you're working on a game with multiple, and I do mean multiple, like playable characters, you're you're gonna you can't spend like an, an incredibly large amount of time on one character's mo- like move set. You know, mm-hmm. um, they did show the Hulkbuster, which looked sweet. Like I'm not yeah. gonna lie, that looked really fun. So I like the ultimate. I'm I'm so excited to see what Thor's ultimate's gonna be like. What each person's ultimate is gonna be like. Very excited for that. The customization looks sick. They showed off like, without even like talking about it too much through looking at like the gameplay footage, you could see there's different like suits for Tony and all sorts of things. So I enjoy, I enjoy that. Um, and I, I actually really, I like the approach that they take towards the whole co-op thing because it, it kind of reminds me of Jump Force, which is a game I've spoken, up, spoken about before. But mm-hmm. Jump Force has like its own separate storyline, single player storyline. But then it has these like, missions you can do with friends and it's a similar thing uh, and it gives it gives the game a lot of i still play jump force because of the co- like the co-op missions i can do with my friends and stuff you know um so i definitely see this if, if this game is ex- as successful as we think it's going to be i think it's going to be around for a very long time and we're definitely going to see a sequel you know what i mean and a lot of dlc and i mean a lot of dlc we're going to see a lot of dlc for this game yeah, they have with the multiplayer co-op stuff. It's it's uh, separated out from the the main campaign, and you can play. They have different uh, kind of I don't know types. They have of yeah, co-op they have mode. War you zones, have, you, and they, they have war zone drop harm, zones harm and harm. Harm is like more like a. I love the acronym. <laughs> the harm is just like uh, the X Men danger room basically you get all these enemies that spawn in waves and then you just fight them to test and practice your skills but there's no real mission that's it's just to to practice and then also just see uh you know practice techniques and and get better at them and then where like i'm more excited about is these war zone and drop zone stuff where you play co-op with your these like mini missions they said some some last like 10 minutes some last two hours you know depending on on what they are. And I also like this war table aspect where it's this big, you know, map of where you want to go and it, it gives this open world feel to it, you know? So, uh, I, I'm excited to definitely, it's four player co-op too, uh, as well, which is, which is pretty, you know, for me, like the, the, the apex of co-op gameplay. Cause like once you have more than four people co-oping is, it, it's just too much. Uh, I completely agree. Even if it's like local, like four four person four person local cop is pushing it. How many how many people can you fit on a couch or two? You know, um, yeah. But uh, no, it's looking great, man. Honestly, I, I like how they kind of show off each character has different ways of moving around and, mo- and movements. You know, like Hulk obviously moves faster when he's in the air when he's like doing leaping instead of just like running. And it's it's cool. I like the indiv- the individuality of each character. You know. But what I was saying is just like the multiplayer um, thing about it, just how um, different characters, like it feels different for each of their type of play. Like for the Hulk, for example, when you see his gameplay, of course, when he hits somebody, it's not going to just like completely just or like knock him out completely. But if versus Iron Man, it takes a couple punches versus Hulk. It's just like, all right, be realistic about it. It's the Hulk. Of course, it's going to just take him like one curve stomp and he's done. So I like how they tailor the, the gameplay to each character, especially what we saw from Kamala. That's who like that's one of my most anticipated players to pay with is Kamala just to her traversal by itself. I'm excited to see what they're what they'll do with that. Nice. Um, all right, let's move on. This one, Ghost of Tsushima had an update. Ghost of Tsushima is kind of the hot game right now. First it was Last of Us Part Two, then it's Ghost of Tsushima. It'll probably be Marvel's Avengers uh when that comes out. But yeah, they had an update. I know Doran, you played the 
it they added Bro, a few things. They played yeah, that lethal things. mode. It's hard as sh- I saw you and people were giving me crap. Up. They were like, "You, you, 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 you're not good, bro." I'm like, if you watch my live streams, I'm a pretty good player. And the last couple live streams, I've been playing on hard. During the the story itself, I was playing on medium just so it could help me like progress through the game faster. Mm. But I've been playing on hard for the last couple streams, and I've been doing a pretty good job. Like I'm Hawkeye with the arrow, bro. I'm like I'm fire with I'm decent. And so when I went to the lethal mode, people were like, "Oh, you're trash." I'm not trash if if you get killed by one swing. Like sorry, I missed one parry, and they killed yeah. me with like so. Lethal mode is definitely lethal. When they say it's lethal, shit is hard. So I don't want to get I don't want to hear any crap about me being bad. It's just it's a hard ass mode that's why it's called lethal and that's yeah. thank you for coming to my ted talk that's all i have to say about the lethal mode yeah they they added this update that, that was the main thing that was in and they added a few other things which i liked was uh being able to change the size of the subtitles because they were mm-hmm. too small they're really small especially when you wanted to live stream the japanese uh voices yeah. with the uh, english subtitles it was just no one could read them so being able to adjust that and and then having this new difficulty was uh they also added a easier difficulty as well um i think is which is ended up in the accessibility options instead of the actual uh difficulty modes so um well, yeah it looks like it's just like an increase in parry time and like, yeah see yeah exactly it, for stealth and things like that you have to you have to be on the mark every time with your parries or you're like near like it's either you're dead or you're one inch away from health. Thankfully, before I did the lethal mode, I updated my the resolve thing to where if you have like three resolves, you can revive yourself back to life oh, yeah. if you get killed. So that, that came that came in handy a lot. But yeah, the the lethal mode is no joke. Like I, it, it's it's fun though. It's like challenging, especially if you're a a seasoned player. You want to like add some difficulty to it. So I thought. I thought it added. Um, it was a very like difficult addition. So if you're if you're down for it, definitely give it a try. Yeah. So uh, Ghost of Shima, we have a bunch of videos up on the channel right now. Check out. I'm actually working on one. Uh, it's called Three Ideas for Ghost of Shima sequels. I'm almost done with that. So that either should be up by the time you hear this, or at least the latest uh, Monday. Um, yeah. Let's see what else. Oh, Josh. I mean. Oh, when are you planning um, on getting ghost? Man, when I get money. <laughs> like, uh, uh, I'm just I'm in the process of moving and moving moving can be quite expensive. I just came back now to this which is why I'm horrible internet connection again. I'm back now picking up the rest of my uh clothing and books and stuff. But hopefully soon, because it's man, every single person, it doesn't matter if I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all I see from all my friends is just their screenshots from Ghost of Shishima and they look freaking beautiful and i just want to play i want the game so bad um I'm, right. I'm working on it i'm working on it for sure i will say this right. though i think the um i think the, it was a smart it was a smart update for many reasons for one you have so many i wouldn't say a lot it's not like the majority of gamers are hardcore gamers but there are a lot of hardcore gamers out there and they will they will appreciate the lethal mode you know what i mean because some people mm-hmm. love punishing themselves like that you know they they love it that's I, w- I can't do it. I have friends who play games on that, um, like similar difficulty settings all the time, and I just I, I couldn't do it. I see how much rage and so much hatred built up in them when they play it, but then the amount of like happiness they have when they finally do the boss fight they've been working on for a day, you know. Um, and then also once again, smarter making an easier game mode so it's more accessible for people who aren't so used to this like souls like parry type of combat, you know. Because like you said, Dorian, if you, if you miss a parry, the game could be unforgiving if you don't have that timing, you know? And yeah, it's, you're uh, dead. And, it, and there's, it's, if you, you got to think about there's a lot more other people out there that need that accessibility that don't have like proper like motor functions or, you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. disabilities and things like that. If they want to play the game, yeah. you can't play a game that's super unforgiving with like timing if you're a person who doesn't like have good timing because of some sort of disability you know what i mean so it's that's a, that's a smart move on their half too and it's also it's a beautiful game like you want you want it in the hands of as many people as possible and if you want that one guy who wants to sit there on a boss fight for two days you can give that option to him too so smart move i like it it's giving the game a lot more longevity yeah well, which is already giving you a lot of value anyways i'm i'm over 50 hours plus and i still haven't i haven't 100 percented it yet uh, i mean i've finished the main story i just haven't finished all the uh i think i have one more side quest and then clearing out the villages so it, you definitely get your your money's worth out of this game um 
All right. Uh, moving on to the next one. I don't think I sent you guys this one because it was it uh, showed up this morning. Basically, uh, the Last of Us TV series. We all know uh, the producer Craig Mazin, who did Chernobyl. He came out and said that he is not going to actually undo or or significantly alter the story of The Last of Us. Like it's not going to really. It's it's more of they call it, said it's going to enhance or expand the material. So I don't know how I feel about this because, you know, at, usually people, you know, are like diehards of a certain material, right? Like, let's say Game of Thrones books or a Spider-Man comic book. And then when they watch something and it being different, I think that's actually can be a good thing. Obviously, you don't want it to stray from the spirit or the authenticity of what the the story and the characters are supposed to be like. But at the same time, duplicating exactly what you've already seen is not as interesting. Um, For example, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever read uh, Old Man Logan, the comic Mm -hmm. book. Anyways, they made the movie Logan based on that, but it wasn't. If you watch it, it's 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 actually quite different i mean it carries the same spirit of it and it has a few things that are similar but in general it's it's a brand new story with brand new uh you know character developments and all that stuff so i personally don't know if it's that great of a thing if it's gonna stick that closely to the original um i don't know uh dorian what do you think without spoiling anything about last of us with our, so just Last of Us, we're now, if we're talking about Last of Us and not Last of Us Part Two, I think that I'm, I'm personally, I'm fine with it. If it just enhance, like if it just enhances mm-hmm. what we've already seen, like maybe they give us a little bit of more backstory at the beginning before mm-hmm. the incident happens. Maybe they just explore a little bit what, of what they talked about during the 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 game rather than just not, uh, rather than them not showing us. So I'd be fine with it because I personally, I think the story is perfect as it is. You don't really want to to touch it or stray too far away from the the original material with this one, in my opinion. So I'm I'm fine with it. Maybe. It, like I said in my Last of Us uh, spoiler review, it'd be I think it'd be cool to if they kind of maybe introduce Abby or some or some of the characters that will have a bigger impact in in the second game. Maybe introduce them early on in the season or yeah. tease their characters or something like that. That's the only thing I would like want to see more of with them adapting this first uh, first game. So I'm fine with them sticking with the, the the material and not straying too far away with it because because already you you saw the backlash from them doing some different things in Last of Us 2. So I could I could see him just being apprehensive and being like, well, I don't really want to like draw that type of fan base and get that that type of reaction. So maybe let me just appease to these these diehard fans and keep to the source material and just stick to what they know so they don't just send me start sending me death threats and shit. So I could see that being that being the case as well. Josh, what do you think? Yeah. Were those the exact well, more or less? Were those the exact words they used? Enhance. Uh, he said. Let me what see. What worries here. me is how vague that term can be. You know. It says in this case, I'm doing it with the guy who did it. So the changes that we're making are designed to fill out things and expand, not to undo, but rather to enhance. Okay. So well, it sounds like they really want to stick to what happens, at least major story points. To so, stick to what happens. I think of like this could this could be I mean first well there there were he's working with Neil Neil with Neil Druckmann himself, so it shouldn't yeah. it I mean it'll however you felt about his choices in The Last of Us Two doesn't matter. It's it's you know, it's his baby, if you will. So I think the they'll go in the right decision. But then again, I think of Star Wars and they're like, No, we have George Lucas, he's gonna he'll be with us to 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 oversee these projects and make sure they're not crap. Um and then, and then we're not going to get into that. That's another discussion. But I think it's like a 50-50 thing. They can either mess it up or do it very good. I know that they're going to work incredibly hard not to mess it up because, like you said, Dorian, if, if, the, if, if, the, if the director's ever used Twitter a day in his life, he'll know the wrath that'll come upon him if he does mess it up or change characters or, like, God forbid, like, I remember that rumor about them changing the sexuality and it was like, oh, that was so much, like, fire the, that they had to, like, fan out. But... I think of the... Do you guys watch The Boys? Yes. Yeah. So I love The Boys. And now yeah. they're at the ending for The Boys, because without any spoilers, there's something that happens at the end of The Boys that 
is the exact opposite of what happens in the comic books. And in my opinion, that moment actually makes the series so much better. Like that really was an enhancement of the series. And also from them doing that one major change, they kind of have creative freedom now with season two and they can differ a bit from the comic books. But it's a, it, that's for me, like that's a good example. If you have seen the ending of The Boys and you've read the comics, that's a good example of how you can take something, completely change it, but enhance the actual story. And like the story isn't really changing. If anything, the emotions behind it are heavier. Like when this thing happened, I was so anxious and angry. Like I was, I was threw up. I was like, ah. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. I I think they do a good job with it. First of all, I lo- I love Chernobyl. Uh, I think the guy's going to do a great job just based off of the work that he's already done. He's going to keep people happy. I think if anything, they're probably just going to change up the timeline a little, you know, to like make it flow a bit better in an episodic sense. That's the only thing that I'm thinking there. Like they most they most likely will change it uh, to just to make it a bit more make it more make it make more sense in an episodic way. They're they're probably going to tighten up the timeline or change it up a bit. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's it's it's, it's an interesting kind of tightrope to to walk when it comes to these adaptations you know like i said with game of thrones it's like they stuck to a lot of the major points but they changed characters changed certain things that happened to who and whatnot uh walking dead is like completely different than not completely because they do bring in similar characters but the way that they handle them and the way the plots are 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 completely different so i don't know i'm just kind of looking as someone who's already played the game and loved the game i want to see something different than just what i played you know what i mean i don't know yeah Yeah. i feel you i think i it's it's like a catch-22 because it's like you you know you have this diehard fan base but like troy said in in our interview there's going to be there's a a lot of people who have not picked up a controller or even decided to give this game the time of day so it's also like those hbo fans like those adult fans that hmm what's this last of a series on hbo like well let let me just jump into this and see if i'll enjoy it so it's also about like you want to keep it as close to the material because you want to tell this story to new audiences that haven't maybe played the game so that way it'll entice them to go play the game so i I think it's like a you have to walk a fine line of keeping it to the original so the people that haven't seen or played the game get that same type of feeling that same type of reaction but still like we said enhancing it so if we have sat there and we put in the hours and maybe replayed the game multiple times it's not like oh we're just watching a, a quote-unquote live action adaptation of the exact same thing we we mm. already saw so i think it's just you got, they gotta have to find that balance and i think if since they're working with the game creator himself and this amazing director i i hope and with hbo specifically since i yeah. i don't think they'll give them they'll let them have the creative freedom they want to i think they'll i think we we should get something great yeah um all right moving on to some other kind of video game slash uh tv news we've got Splinter Cell Netflix animated series, which is funny because we talked about Ubisoft last week and the whole um, not giving a Splinter Cell. So they're giving Splinter Cell everywhere but the actual but the game. game. So you had you had that uh, that Team Fortress like game. What was it called? Elite Squad or whatever. Now you, according to Variety, Splinter Cell is, has received a two season, sixteen episode order from Netflix, and this is coming from. Uh, the writer behind the the John Wick movies, so he's going to write and executive produce this, and it's going to be Netflix and Ubisoft partnering for this animated series, not live action. Um, so yeah, uh, I mean, I'm a Splinter Cell fan. I'm excited for it. I just think it's funny that we're getting all these other things that are not a Splinter Cell game. Yeah, that's funny. I mean, I'm I'm not a, a Splinter Cell fan at all, but you just it, you just caught my interest with saying the director behind John uh, John Wick, the writer behind John Wick, because yeah, I yeah. love those movies. And you would think if if you're bringing in those, if you're bringing in that type of director, it would be live action. That would be an interesting thing to do, especially since they are like we were going to talk about in a sec. They're doing more Witcher live action stuff, so you would think they would probably try to adapt it live action, but. I don't know the and I I think you can do something really cool with the animated Splinter Cell series, especially if you have the visionary somebody with John Wick with high action, not being rest- restricted by something like live action. So I'm interested to see what this is, what this will be like. But I think it's just funny, like you said, that they're just giving every they're giving uh, the the franchise every different type of reincarnation besides a new video game, which is pretty funny. But I'm I, I'm cautiously optimistic to see what it looks like. Yeah. And then, uh, Josh? Man, 
I don't know about this. <laughs> I just, I look, first of all, love John Wick. Lo- absolutely love John Wick. I have no doubts that this guy can write and direct an amazing animated feature with a lot of action. But Splinter Cell is very different from John Wick. You know what I mean? The inter- it's more about stealth. There's a lot less uh, gun uh, fu, as, as mm-hmm. they call it. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't know. Then again, it's like, because it's a completely different medium, we don't really, like, I don't, I don't know if he's done any other animation work before. Um, I'm sure it's still going to be similar in terms of storyboarding it uh, and all that stuff. I do like the idea of Tom Hardy being in it. Uh, I think, like, that, that, that'd be quite cool, just because he's got a very noticeable voice. But I, I, I don't know, man. Like, it's, you're making a Splinter Cell series written not, like, not, like, Tom Clancy's not involved, you know what I mean? That's, let's, I don't know, man. I, let's just say I'm, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit skeptical. I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'm just, I'm a bit skeptical. But I'm reading here now as well, this is a bit off the topic, that, uh, th- did you guys know about this? Um, a, uh, a Dragon's Lair movie starring Ryan Reynolds? No. I, I mean, Ryan Reynolds is doing a lot of time. He's supposedly doing a Clue uh, remake or reboot. Oh, Ryan yeah. Reynolds has got his hands in a lot of... What, what's that no, other one? The NPC? Yeah, game? the one that... Yeah, that, that actually does look quite what's good. What's it though, called? Free guy? Wanna, free guy? Yeah, yeah free, free guy. Yeah, free guy. I'm going to check that out. But yeah, to, just to leave it at that, I, I'm skeptical. I don't know. Like, the guy's yeah. good, but it's like... You can be... You could honestly be... It's like... It's like being an amazing rapper, and then all of a sudden you're like, I'm going to go and make the world's best country album. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, as far as Tom Hardy, it says like uh, there was supposed to be a feature film starring him, but the project is considered inactive right now. So oh, okay. who knows uh, what's going to happen with that. Um, another thing is The Witcher, Blood Origin, which is uh, going to be a prequel series. For The Witcher, which is interesting because The Witcher has only put out one season so far. Usually prequel stuff usually comes out like either after a series is done or at least towards the end when they're like, okay, like, for example, Better Call Saul is the prequel series to uh, Breaking Bad that came out after Breaking Bad was done. You have uh, Game of Thrones, the next um series is actually a prequel series to to what we already seen you know so usually you wait uh this apparently is going to come out you know obviously if we think the witcher is going to stick around which i think it will because it's uh you know uh got a uh, pretty good rating ratings according to netflix even though they don't release numbers but hmm. it was very uh at least well received by the fans um they're talking about a six-part live-action spin-off series, Witcher Blood Origin, you know? So I haven't finished the, the Witcher yet, the Netflix series, um, so I can't really gauge my interest so far. But did either one of you guys finish the Witcher Netflix series? Oh, I yeah, did. I, 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 I absolutely it, yeah. loved it. And I'm, the, I'm okay. not even a fan. I haven't even played the games. I just loved okay. the, the, the show itself. So I'm definitely interested in a prequel series. I think what they're just trying to do, they're trying to get their, they're trying to get all their shit established before uh, HBO has time to to get out their Game of Thrones prequels and stuff like that. They're trying to, while while the, the hype for, I don't want to say is down for Game of Thrones just because people still have a salty taste in their mouth from the last season. So they're trying to, I feel like they're just trying to get their their whole Game of Thrones type universe established before HBO has time to get their prequel and everything down down the line that they're trying to do. But I'm definitely excited to see what the prequel series will look like, especially if they're dedicating more like doing more as like a mini series type of thing, like six episodes done, then they can explore a different timeline or something like that. So I definitely am excited about this. Josh? Um I enjoyed the Netflix series once I like got over certain things. Um, like I think they should have used a lot more practical effects than CGI in certain situations. But that's me being nit- like nitpicky as like a filmmaker and a lover of film. Uh, Story wise, it's great. You know, combat was good. Um, I didn't. I didn't enjoy the timeline. I didn't like the or the the way that they decided to tell the story and like line up the events. I wasn't a fan of that compared to the books and the games. But I was still, it still came out really well. And if you've never read the books and the games, you would never know anyways. You know what I mean? I will um, say, though, 
Sorry to interrupt you. I Go will ahead. say I have I've had I had to like re I've rewatched it like a couple times just because of the 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 whole like shifting timeline thing that, that t- yeah, yeah it was confusing as hell. I was like I have to I had to rewatch it a couple times. So yeah, I just wanted to point that out. But yeah, sorry, Josh, continue. But yeah, they're gonna have a lot more freedom with the prequel because from what I can tell, it's not based off of it's I mean it's based off of the lore, but it's not based off of the books or the games. It's just based off of the lore. So they have a lot more creative freedom with that. I mean, they're gonna be exploring elves and more of like the other races uh, with regards to the Witcher series. But with that creative freedom, they can definitely, I think they can pull out a better show than the one that's out right now. I think uh, like quality wise, I don't know what their budget's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be same quality, worse quality, but at least in terms of story, I think they can tell a better story. Not that, because the Witcher is a great story, but I'm saying like, I don't know. It was the way that they told the story that I wasn't a fan of, but it was still, I'm still going to watch like, the, the sequel like the season two you know what i mean it mm-hmm. doesn't mean i'm like not a fan not a fan of it but they're i think they're gonna have a lot more freedom with the prequel and i think that they could do a better job you know what i mean excel um but you are right it's, it's i I, th- I also think part of the choice that they're doing a prequel is also just capitalizing off of how much money they spent on the set you know they spent mm. so much money on like the sets and all the props and all the stuff they know they're going to be doing it for like a couple seasons but like there's only so much you can do from an adaptation of a book or a video game. So you dip your feet into the prequels, man. You, you, you milk it as for as much as you can. Um, all right, moving on. This next one is actually, so I don't think this is confirmed, but the rumor is that, uh, Spider-Man, the Miles Morales game is going to, to include a full remaster version of the original, uh, which, you know, I think even fans who have played the first game would love to play an updated, upgraded version using the PS5 hardware. Uh, now, this is not, you know, confirmed. So I'm wondering, like, if this actually happens, like, how much more is that going to boost sales? I think I think a lot because uh, I think people will be like, OK, maybe the Miles Morales game isn't going to be as big or as long as mm-hmm as the original Spider-Man one, but I get Spider-Man remastered and I can play through that again. Uh, I mean, I know most of us would be getting this anyways, but what do you think this does for the sales and, and the reception for Spider-Man uh, Miles Morales, Dorian? I think that it's, it's smart as hell if they're going to attach this to the, the Miles Morales standalone game and make it like a, a bonus package because what it, what, it, what it will do, in my opinion, if you have a PS5 or if you have a PS4 or PS5 and you're like, oh, wait, I want to play this Miles Morales game, but I haven't played the, the Spider-Man game. Will I get it if it's a continuation, if it's a standalone? Putting them together, we're, we're allowing, if you want to, if you haven't played the original, you could play the Spider-Man game, get get a feel for Miles Morales' as an introduction so it makes sense when you jump into the next game or into Miles' game, I mean, and then you would like you would understand everything that's going on and you would have a greater appreciation for the character since you understood where he came from in the first game. So I think it's smart to, to bundle these together. And like, like you said i'm i've already played through the first game but i would definitely jump at the opportunity to see what upgrades what changes would look like on the ps5 and what how just everything would feel on on the new system so i think it's smart because it's a it's a win-win if you're if you're able to if you already have the spider-man game on ps4 and you're just wanting to get the miles game and you get a upgraded you get the the same game but on the new system i think there's no downside to it so it don't i would it only benefit them in my opinion josh um, so I think of, I think of it from a, a development point of view where it's like, when I heard about them doing the spin-off for uh, Miles Morales, first of all, if you, I played Spider-Man, loved it. And as soon as you kind of see Miles's origin, if you will, a part of it, I was hyped. I was like, they better release a Miles Morales game. So it's smart that they did. But when they released it, I was like, now nah, they're not going to build New York from the ground up again for a new system on a new type of, uh engine it, it wouldn't make sense to me financially you know what i mean uh then they, i mean then again they are gonna eventually be putting out a spider-man sequel so it's one of those things where they were like for me it just made sense to use what they had from the original spider-man game in terms of resources for the miles morales game so if they're using the same resources it in theory it should be fairly easy for them to put out this remaster and i think it it, it can't do anything like this can't do anything bad there's not there's no bad things linked to this it can only be positives Mm-hmm. Not a, like I think it'll it'll definitely boost sales. Like I was gonna get the game anyways, but now I'm way more excited for the game, 
and I'm more than happy to pay. Now I'm happy. Like if the game comes out with a full remaster, more than happy to pay pay the full sixty dollars. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Originally, people if, were thinking yeah. maybe forty because it was not a full full game. Right? Exactly. Yeah, and it's probably like I said, like I said, probably going to be using older resources. So I'd be more they, ha- more than happy to pay the extra twenty for a remaster. You know? Yeah, and then on top of that, like the I'm just like I'm just thinking about it. Also, from the, I already knew they know they're going to probably make customized. Miles Morales PS uh, PS5s, but doing a bundle package where it's like them both on the cover together, like get this bundle package and you see Miles and Peter in their suits and things like that. That's a whole nother like different avenue. Like I think would definitely get people hyped to you market them together. Like hey, get these, get both of these people, get a whole PS5 with them on the on the the system and stuff like that. So I think there's a lot of different ways they can market it if they do decide to to remaster it and bundle it together. So like Josh and me said, I think that it can only benefit sony at this point rather than hurt them yeah definitely and uh, you know like i said this was a rumor but it sounds like something that's true and i I think based on remember when they were doing those ps5 hardware tests they were using spider-man as an example in terms of the load the loading speed so it makes sense maybe they did more than that you know maybe they were working on just remastering the whole thing doing doing tests or whatever so the game looks beautiful like i played it again recently on a ps4 pro and Dude, the Manhattan looks amazing. Like, yeah. I can't. I genuinely can't wait to see what it looks like on the PS5. You know, on a yeah. 4K screen. Um, okay, uh, moving on. Hyperscape Season One announcement trailer. I have not played this game yet. Uh, Doran, you played this game, right? Hyperscape. Yeah, yeah I played a little bit. What do you think of the Season One announcement? There's so many the free-to-play games with their season announcements and season changing. It's just you know, and we talked about Halo doing, you know, something, something probably similar in the future as well. Like, I don't know. Uh, is is this just it's, another one in the in the many that we're gonna have? Kind I, of I feel like it, it, it. It seemed cool, like the trailer seemed cool to me, but in my like, per, like I already, you already know how I feel about Hyperscape. I'm not good at it. I've tried it a few times. I haven't played it. I went back and tried to play it yesterday, and still mm. the same results. Like it's it's called insanity. We try something the same time and get the same results. That's what's happening for me. I'm just trash every time. So I have no, like, I'm not going, I, I don't see myself going back to it anytime soon. Maybe mm-hmm. if, like, y'all want to stream it or play it together or something, then I will. But besides that, this isn't, I I, I don't know, it wasn't, it's not for me. I, I, I It looks fun and it seems fun. I'm just not the player for it. But the trailer did give me hype. Just, it looked cool. But like I said, again, I'm, it's not for me. I'm not going to play it. So. That it, it's it's in the Fortnite category for me right now. It's in it's in that category. It's like mm-hmm. they might have cool announcements if we if they if they have a hyperscape. Somebody's performing on if we got Travis Scott to perform on hyperscape. Yes, I will be back on the app. But besides that, um, it's in that category for me right now. Josh, have you played it? Yeah, I know you're big on Valorant yeah. right now. Uh, have you played man. any hyperscape? Yeah, actually, I because it's like right after the Ubisoft event, they released it. So I I played some of it. I I personally really enjoy it. I didn't see this. I didn't see the season one trailer, so I can't make any comments on that right now. But I don't think that this is a game that's going to disappear anytime soon. I think it's going to. I I do think the the hype has already died out, no matter how you look at it. Same with Valorant. It's so difficult to keep hype for any any new type of free game nowadays because there are so many coming out. It's so difficult to keep that hype up. But it, and, and the only way that this game become can become irrelevant is if Unreal Tournament or Quake decided to come out with their own battle royale because. It's an arena shooter. It's the only arena shooter I know in Battle Royale mode that's free to play, you know, with customization options. Um, I mean, I like arena rail shooters. I, I just like arena shooters in general, which is why I like the game. I think, I'm, I think the game's a bit too big and there's too many players. I think that the game would function well if the games were just a little bit shorter because it's such fast gameplay. There can be moments where you're just looking for someone and doing nothing. But you want to, like, Quake is a game you just got to be on, on it, man. You got to keep, keep moving. So I feel like they should take away like maybe 20 players for the uh, just for the battle royale mode, make the game a little bit tighter. But I, I enjoy it, you know. I I see this game doing well, not like excessively well. I don't see it knocking out any like I don't see this taking over like the number one spot from anybody. I don't think it's going to do better than Apex. I don't think it's going to do better than Fortnite. I don't. I, I it might do better than Warzone in the long run, but that's only because people are getting sick and tired of the Warzone updates being like 100 gigs big, you know. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, speaking of that's that's interesting that you mentioned Quake because there is a Quake Con. They're having like Bethesda's having like a Quake Con next week, so maybe they they drop the ball and make an announcement like, "Hey, we're giving our <laughs> that'd be crazy." Here, here here's our here's our Battle Royale game. So that'd be funny. But um, but yeah, I, I that you you made another point when when I do play with Hyperscape, like I get dropped somewhere, I'm looking for a weapon half the time, and then when I find a weapon, I'm running around trying to find somebody. Then I find somebody after like three minutes, and I get killed, and I'm just sitting That's there. A, that sounds like my Call of Duty <laughs> blackout uh, experience. And then I just waiting, and then waiting for one of my teammates to come like respawn me or whatever. And I don't like the respawning things on here. I, I absolutely hate it. Uh, uh, just yeah, Hyperscape, not for me. They, they need to find a way to like make it because if you've ever played Unreal Tournament or Quake, the maps are small. That's what makes them so much fun, you know. Well, they're not huge in, by any means, you know, like compared to some Call of Duty maps. They're small to medium sized, and they, I don't know. They just need to find a way where people start interacting with each other more often. Like, I know you get like there are certain uh, hot drops and hot zones that'll have more items and more people, but they need some kind of like they need their own gulag. You know, if you played Warzone, when you die, you mm-hmm. have this one v one gulag thing. But they need something to keep the combat moving because otherwise it's like it's so difficult for you to get into that super fast paced combat mentality when you've been walking around for like five minutes doing nothing. You know, I don't know. So I did the game. I definitely see this game needing a lot more improvements. Um, I don't think they're going to do well in terms of battle pass sales or season one. Uh, if, the, if there is a battle pass tied to it, I don't think they're going to do well in sales. They're not going to see like an extreme profit for a long time. But I th- the game, still, it's showing a lot of promise. I just hope that they push more and do more and, and uh, like um, tackle these issues that we mentioned. Yeah. But you know what? Like I have, everyone, I... Everyone's getting into, into the game, you know, getting so go ahead, Dorn. I have been playing Valorant though that I just started that a couple of days ago that, yeah, yeah. I, I love that one. I like, I can play that now. I, if Dude, I had to choose man, between Valorant and Hyperscape, your boy's picking Valorant. Like, I, I absolutely, I was trash at it. And and this is like the first, besides Halo, I've been playing a little bit of that. This is like the first PC or Battle Royale type of game that I'm playing on the PC itself, like using the mouse as a gun and stuff. So I'm I'm getting used to that. Like, I'm still training, of course, but absolutely loving, loving that. And I'm going to start streaming that. So, Josh, we need to coordinate and figure out a time so we can play together. Well, while we're on that topic, if anybody uses the uh, Collider um, Discord, if you guys ever see me online playing Valorant, you play Valorant, just hop, just send me a message, hop on. Something else to bring up, which is hilarious, is I just realized this mic is unplugged, so I've been holding it up and talking it into it for no reason this entire time. Um, nice. That's fun. Yeah, real, real smooth accessory. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm glad you're playing Valorant. It's good because the games are quick. It's like yeah, it's, yeah, you, you play, die, you just yeah. chill. I'm like, all right, it's, give me thirty seconds, five to chill. minutes. You know what I mean? I mean, it's mind you, you're playing like if you're playing normal, you're it's first to like fourteen, I think, or first yeah, to thirteen. Yeah, those games are long. Like some one round was like minutes, an hour you know? for me. It was like, mm-hmm. bro, all right. But dude, spike like, rush is where it's at. It was twelve Spike versus it, it was at, twelve, man. or I mean, it was like eleven points versus eleven points. I was like, all right, I feel like this is this yeah, is a basketball I, game or something. Like I'm playing like a full, like I'm tired. I feel like one or two rounds, and I'm good for the rest of the day. Yeah. I need to That's take a break. That's why I like the Spike Rush. It's first to four, super quick. Okay, I, know, change, I haven't played that. Whole, I haven't played that one. I don't think it's, that's the best, man. You, you don't have to choose your weapons. You get given the loadout. You just go. You what? Just, all you right. Get in the game. You go, and then they give you all your abilities off the right, off the bat. You know what I mean? You get your. You don't have to buy them. No, you just oh, get given weapons cool. and you go. Right. And, it's for, and it's first to four. That's right. that's it. That sounds and the games are quick. The okay. games are like 10 to 15 minutes. You know what I mean? At most 20 minutes if you're like tied and doing good. But yeah, it's, I like, like, that's, a good, that's a, a good example of a game that's, that can, it can be fast-paced or slow-paced, but it's always intense. Like, even if you're just like guarding the bomb and you're not engaging in combat, it's, it's high stakes. You know, because if you're dead, then who's going to guard the bomb, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, all right, uh, last two things here. Uh, Epic Games Store gets achievements and mods. I actually didn't know they didn't have uh, achievements and mods. I thought that was just kind of a given, but apparently it's something they've been working on, and now they're going to support that, which you know will only help benefit them to help compete against Steam because everyone loves you know getting their achievements uh, for the games that they own and play, um, and also mods. The modding community is a huge thing, and they can, huge, keep, yeah. you know, extend the the lifespan of certain games. Um, what, what do you guys think? I just think it's makes sense. I just didn't know that it hadn't already started. 
Um, I'll, I'll go first, which is uh, oh, I, I personally don't care. <laughs> I, really? It's one of those yep. things where I, I'd never cared. Even with like PlayStation or Xbox, and there's this trophy system, this achieve. I mean, is it? I mean, you look at like Rooster. You look at Rooster Teeth. They had a whole channel dedicated to. It's called Achievement Hunter. You know, dedicated hey. to getting those achievements. And I love that stuff, but it's also like I personally don't care about trophies. Who's got what trophy? What trophy? I'm. Like, I just, I play the game, man. Like. I think like Steam has been doing this whole achievement badge thing for so I don't even care about that. Like when you told me I was I was so unfazed. I was like, okay, cool. Right. I mean, some yeah. people like it because it does help build community. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it and, and it help like it helps that for the modding community. That's great. The fact that they didn't have mods in the first place a bit baffling or like mods support because like mm-hmm. Steam the Steam Workshop is ama- like if you ha- if you use the Steam Workshop. Seeing the things that people come up with, like for the games that you play, is it's it it baffles me. It's a ama- it's amazing. Sometimes stupidly amazing, you know. But mm. I like it, so it's it's a good thing, you know. It's just making it more accessible to mod more games. I think that's smart, you know. I don't care about the achievements though. Couldn't care less. I echo everything Josh has said. I truly do not care. And mm. yep, that's pretty much it. On uh, I, I I don't. I'm about to yep. lose you guys. Just letting you know, okay. my data is about to run out. So I'm gonna probably sign off here. Um, All right, cool. Hope you get, hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the podcast, and I'll see you guys next week. Um, I've been playing a lot of Valorant. Uh, hop back into Assassin's Creed because Assassin's Creed uh, Odyssey is a huge game. It's freaking huge. So I'm back into that, trying to finish it. Uh, all the best. You guys can catch me on Instagram at Josh.Toki. And you guys can catch me on Twitch at Josh underscore Toki. And right here on the Collider channel. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Bye, guys. Peace, man. Later. Um, so yeah, we just have one last topic. Uh, I think uh, for the Epic Game Store achievements, it's not something I, I I hunt either. When I get them, I'm like, oh, cool, but I don't actually go looking for them. Um, mm-hmm. But for some people, it's like a big thing. So more power to them. Mods definitely much more important uh, I, as well. Uh, last thing here, uh, maybe we'll talk with this Josh some more next week because this is a rumor. But it sounds like kind of like the the Miles Morales and the remaster of Spider Man. This sounds kind of like it could be true. Basically, a report uh, from Venture Beat reporter and industry insider Jeff Grubb claims that Xbox may be getting rid of Xbox Live Gold entirely, uh, which means that multiplayer will be free for everyone. Hell yeah! So you're what? not. Go ahead. Wait, yeah, hell, wait, because I'm. That's what I was about to ask. Like, so I think I have Xbox Gold Live, but I also have Game Pass. I think I, my totals like uh, with uh, with Game Pass, you get uh, a Live Gold. Okay, so, you so what's need... the point? Well, the point is right now, like I don't have Game Pass because I just don't have enough time to play the games. I I think it's the best deal in in video game. Like that's yeah, why I'm that, saying like crazy. E- that's why I'm saying even like when I think about okay. PS5 perhaps is going to have more of the games I'm going to want to play in the next generation, mm-hmm. and I may be switching teams, quote-unquote, to PS5. But to me, with what Xbox Game Pass is, it's still worth it to buy an Xbox Series X and just get Game Pass and play all the games on there, because you get access to all their exclusives. So, like, why why wouldn't you? You know, you're paying, yeah. let's say, um, you know, $15 a month. You know, that's not that not a lot if you're playing enough games, you know. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, the rumors are, and, and and part of the reason why these rumors are starting is because Xbox themselves, uh, Microsoft, has taken off the yearly plans for Live Gold. Like you can't buy yearly plans. Usually, it's like sixty bucks a year, which is cheaper than paying you know every month or every three months. Mm-hmm. But they've taken those down and only had the one, two, three month. Uh, purchases so people are thinking that once they launch um xbox series x that xbox live gold will be free so everyone just play multiplayer for free and then if you then that will encourage people to possibly just buy a game pass yeah just get the yeah i think that makes more sense just yeah you make make free and then then you say hey if you get game pass you can get Hey, well, you can get all these different multiplayer games that yeah. you can play with your friends, and it's a good ass deal. So, yeah, I I think that's a that's a good move. Yeah, uh, you know, it's also just something 
like uh, I mean, it's like PlayStation Plus, the Xbox Live Gold. But I think PlayStation, you can play uh, multiplayer for free anyways without the PlayStation Plus. But yeah, I think this is this this is the right move. And hopefully, um, hopefully it happens. Um, all right. I think that's it. Uh, you and me are going to be playing some Avengers beta this weekend. Yep. We'll have our impressions. I think when's embargo date? I think. August 5th at 6 a.m. Yeah, so we'll have a video up uh, on August 5th, which is what, Tuesday, I think? Yeah. Or Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, it's Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday. So we'll have a video Wednesday with our first impressions of Avengers. And uh, all right, uh, Dorian, where can people find you? You guys can find me at Dorian Parks and Rec on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram at Dorian Parks, and you can find me right here on the Collider Games channel. And you guys can find me on Twitter at Thinkhero, Instagram, Dennis.TZNG. And you can also subscribe. Make sure to subscribe to this YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Collider Games. Also subscribe to our podcast feed. That's the Collider Factory feed every single week for this, interviews, and a whole lot more. All right, until next time, see you guys later. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.